All right, so uh, we are in a summer series. A summer series, it's on the screen in just a moment. Maybe you throw that up there. All right, made for this, created to do good. Made for this. All right, I don't know about you, but God, for me, I, I know that God chose me before time began to do his work. All right? And I think that we all need to know that. We all need to understand that. Everything we do is to glorify Christ. There are things that Jesus can do that we cannot. This past week, I learned that it's a, it's a sin to leave things in your pocket before they go on the wash. Uh, uh, most guys know this, okay? And so, apparently, I left something in my pocket. I don't know what it is. Benjamin pointed out that I have a stain on these pants, which is great because now I've got to buy new ones. And, uh, and so, over the past week, Sarah has been um, chronicling the journey of trying to get stains out of shorts that I had. And no matter how hard she tries, the stains can't come out. And so it only goes to prove the point that only Jesus can remove stains. All right. So Ephesians 1. Yeah, that one's for free. I get my corny jokes from my dad and my grandpa. So, all right, Ephesians 1. Uh, open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 1, the first book of Ephesians. Little Current, good morning. Thank you. Everyone say good morning to Little Current. Hey, we, we love you guys. We thank you so much for joining us this morning, and uh, thank you, Jason, for heading on down there. You rock. All right, Ephesians 1, 4. It uh, will be on the screen. We're going to read our scripture this morning together. So, all right, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, before everything that you see outside, before you, you know, he created the, the sky and all the animals, he saw you. He chose us before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before him. And this slowly denotes purpose and, and mission. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ. Through Jesus Christ. If you underline in your Bibles and you haven't highlighted or underlined that, do that. Through Jesus Christ. According to the purpose of his will. To the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the Beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood. In him. You can underline that one too. In him. Whenever it says, uh, even in the first verse, it says he chose us in him. Um, uh, through Jesus Christ in him. We have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. Next slide. Of, uh, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us. That's an interesting word, lavished, all right? We're spoiled by his grace. Um, in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth 
in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him. Things in heaven and on earth. Let's uh, pray just for a moment. Lord, we thank you for your word. I pray, God, that you would open our hearts to the scriptures and what it is that you are teaching us this morning. God, we offer ourselves to you. Holy Spirit, speak to us today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so does anybody like movies? I like movies. All right. Uh, what, what are some good movies? Give me a suggestion. Anything. Pardon? Two Hearts. Indiana Jones. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, what's that one that just recently came out that Disney decided not to show? Um, Sound of Freedom. I have yet to see that. Benji, sit down. Or else forever hold your peace. There will be hardships that you will endure. Um, <laughs> uh, Sound of Freedom. I haven't seen that one, but I do want to see that. I think Angel picked it up. Um, some of my uh, favorite movies include, well, the number one of all time is the movie Hook, but we won't go there. Um, second is The Lord of the Rings. Anybody, anybody see Lord of the Rings? Why are you doing that, okay? Oh, yeah, okay. All right, I see what you mean. So it's amazing, but you've, I don't think you could see it so many times, or too many times. Um, another one of my favorite movies is uh, Mission Impossible. Um, some of the James, some of the James Bond movies, um, the Mario movie, maybe when I found, when I saw Finding Nemo the first time, the thing about all these movies as is, is that they, they all have a mission. Obviously Mission Impossible isn't a m Mission Impossible without a mission, right? It's Ethan Hunt's job to save the thing, or save the person, or stop the bomb, or stop the virus, all right? James Bond, in every single movie, has to take out a bad guy in a reinforced complex full of guards, literally every single one of them. The Mario movie, he has to save Luigi, and he has to save Princess. And Finding Nemo, what's the mission in Finding Nemo? Yeah, to find Nemo. It's the name of the movie, all right? And one thing that I've noticed is that in every good movie, there is always a mission that requires everybody involved to be extremely um, intrigued by, passionate about, something that they couldn't live without not doing. Their heart towards the mission itself stands out. For them to succeed, the, uh, to succeed the mission becomes their identity. It becomes who they are. It's ingrained in their identity to, to, to fulfill the mission in front of them. Likewise, we are made for God's mission. One of the main purposes of Ephesians, one of the main themes is God's purpose. According to God's eternal loving plan, he directs, carries out, and sustains our salvation. When we respond to Christ's love by trusting in him, his purpose becomes our mission. His purpose becomes our mission. Have you committed yourself to fulfilling God's purpose? So our first point is his purpose, our mission. His purpose, our mission. 
We read in Hebrews 11. Everyone know what Hebrews 11 is? It is the Hall of Faith. And in 6, uh, 1167, you can throw it up there. Oh, man, you are on the ball. Alex, you rock. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. By faith, Noah, being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen, in reverent fear, which maybe we've lost a little bit of that reverent fear today. Uh, in reverent fear, constructed an ark for the saving of his household. By this, he condemned the world and, began, and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. And you can read about all of these people who were, who were convicted and, and set apart by God to fulfill his purpose. Their mission, was his, or his purpose, was their mission. You can continue reading through this chapter, and you will find all sorts of people who are completely sold out to the mission of God. They were made for this. Their heart was to be used by God to fulfill his mission, to bring people to him, to live lives devoted to his cause. And the common denominator between all of them was the position of their hearts towards God. And likewise for us, we need to position to be positioned towards Christ because of all we have in Christ. I think it's interesting that God of all people chose me. Like the, the idea that he would think of me, you know, I, I'm not one to like think of myself so, so highly, all right? Um, and, and I can't think of a time where, where I have, but I probably have. I've probably had pride in my life thinking that I'm the best, that I can figure everything out myself, that, that I don't need anybody else, all right? And I, I, and, and I think that at some time in, in all of our lives, we've, we've gone through a season where it's like, we don't need them, we, we don't need this person, we don't need that. But the thing that we can't do is save ourselves, you cannot save yourself or work yourself into heaven. Being a good person, not get you into heaven, okay? There, there, there is a theme in this book, and it's that everything in God's purpose points, is to point people and direct people to Jesus. We, we cannot be saved without the work of Christ. All right? We are... And, and, you know, he, Paul goes through in, in his letter talking about the blessings that we have in Christ and the things that Christ has done for us. And our response to that should be praise, adoration, exaltation, and devotion to him. A lot of these verses say, in Christ we have this. Or, you know, through the redemption um, of his blood, the, the, the blood that he spilled for us. You know, we, we might put our blood, sweat, and tears into running a ministry, but that's not going to save us. We can volunteer in church, but that's not going to save us. We, we can, you know, come to church every Sunday. Your church attendance does not save you. What saves you is when you place your faith 
in Christ and allow his purpose to become your mission. We think the, the Great Commission, Matthew chapter 28, to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's in Christ. His purpose is to redeem all of us through Christ. And you can't do that without knowing and truly knowing Jesus. And so sometimes I like to listen to preachers. I like to listen to podcasts. I like to, to read books. How many people prefer audiobook over actual book? Any audiobookers? All right. How about um, any actual book highlighter? You know, let's just read the physical thing, people. How many people just don't read? All right. <laughs> Other than your Bible, right? Yeah. All right. Um, confess your sins to one another. That's all I'll say. Um, you know, I think there's something about reading a physical book, but I'll, I'll be honest, I'm half and half. But realistically, if I'm going to know Jesus, if I'm going to learn about Jesus and, and understand who he is and, and uh, the, understand the character of God, then my primary focus cannot be what somebody else has written. All right? I need to look to God's word. All right? That should be first and foremost. And even when I do look in other people's uh, books and what other people have written, I still can't take their word for granted because I, it, it has to align, you know, with the word of God. And there, there's something to be said about even on Sundays or, or even on Mondays when you're listening to a podcast and you hear another, another pastor say something, you know, get in his word. Say, okay, well, let me dig into that deeper. It can only strengthen your relationship with him. All right? To be in Christ means to read the word, to have a right understanding of Jesus. And it also means to praise. It means to sacrifice what we have for the sake of the mission. If we're going to have an accurate mission, then we need to have an accurate understanding of our Savior and the one who the mission is all about, because of all he has done for us. So God's purpose, again, when we respond to Christ's love by trusting in him, his purpose becomes our mission. Because of all he has done for us, we place our faith in him. And as he saves us, we are adopted into his family. We are, we become in Christ. Number two, our, so first of all, uh, his purpose is our mission. Secondly, uh, we are adopted in Christ. Adopted in Christ. Ephesians uh, 1, you can throw the first slide up. On the, the next slide, there we go. Uh, again, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him, in love he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, with which he has blessed us in the beloved. This, you could break down this, this, this verse and we could spend hours and hours and hours on that, but I won't do that today because it's sunny out and 
we want to get outside to praise God of all he's done, right? Um, and uh, so I remember in, in high school, I wasn't, um, you know, the most popular kid. You know, I'll admit that. And that's okay. Um, I didn't want to be the popular kid because all the I knew all the popular kids had their own issues. All right? And a lot of it was pride. I won't go in. I'm not holding any more grudges. I've let that go. All right? But I had this problem with this uh, idea of self-worth. I didn't think of myself as anybody special. I didn't think of myself as, you know, the one to to go up front, to, to get involved, to even though at times I kind of yearned for it, I didn't put myself out there because I'm like, well, why would anybody choose little Andy, all right? I, I say little Andy because I look like I was like 12 for like 20 years of my life. Um, yeah, it's true. Um, you know, <laughs> Oh, man. All right. You know, I, I, I just had this feeling like I was never enough. And so, teenage Andy would go on these, uh, I would sneak out, go on these late night walks, and I, was ask, I, I would honestly ask myself, because this is just the condition of my heart, I would, you know, look out at the busy roads, and I would say, you know what, who would actually miss me? Who, what, like, if, if I just wasn't here, that there, there, it would make zero impact. And I let these thoughts ruminate in my mind day after day after day until they became part of me. But the thing that, that changed me was hearing about this idea of adoption. And back then, Christian lingo and terminology I could care less about, okay? This is in, in high school, and a teenager hearing, you know, for, for some people it might strike a chord, but for a uh, 15, 16-year-old teenage boy who just went to church because my parents did, I just didn't care, all right? But it's the, the idea that there was no prerequisite for adoption, this no, there's no prerequisite for, for me to, to come and, and, and experience the, the love of Christ. I didn't have to, you know, simply just go to the altar, you know, a hundred times and, and get some form of achievement or, you know, I didn't have to read my Bible every morning. I didn't have to be perfect. I didn't have to work my way into salvation. John 15, 9 says this. It says, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Think about this. Can you try to think about how much the Father loves the Son? Like, do you think it's like like this much, or is it just like immeasurable, right? This immeasurable love that the Father has from the Son. And then he says, So have I loved you. And I'm like, So I went to Overflow once, and Mark Call was preaching, and he was preaching on, the, on, this, on this verse. And, you know, Mark Caldwell, he used to be the uh, district, uh, the youth director of the Western Ontario District of the Pentecostals. It's a really long 
title. Anyways, so he ran all the youth conferences and things like that, and, and he, he does this thing where he's like, everybody say remain, and then everyone says remain like 500 times during the thing. All right, if you've been part of Overflow, like this is just what they do. And, um, but this idea of remain, remain, I'm like, well, where does that come from? You know, why am I supposed to remain in his love? Remain in me. Remain in me. This verse over and over, remain in me, in Christ. Because it's in Christ we find our purpose. It's, it's in Christ that we, we, we have our, our, our being, and, and it's in Christ where he reveals to us through his Holy Spirit the purpose that God has and the mission that we have. Suddenly I became full of purpose. Because I knew that the, the God who created the universe thought of me before time began, and he loves me just as much as the Father has loved him. And I'm like, so maybe I'm made for something. A couple years later, there was an overflow called, uh, I think it was called like Made for More or something like that. I don't know if, I don't know, you might have been there, but um, it's another one of those things. It's like, everyone say made for more, made for more. All right, and so I'm just like, okay, well, I'm beginning to put the pieces together. Maybe I am made for this. You know, I, I had thoughts of um, doing what pastors do, all right, in, in high school. I look at my, my youth pastor, Jeff, and, and I'm like, yo, I can totally just talk to students every Friday, not realizing that it's so much more than that. And, uh, and I'm like, I could do that. But it was like these little seeds that, that were planted in me to, to, to say, listen, like you were made for more. And I think some people get deferred from any sort of big, uh, maybe, not, maybe not even like big calling, but just like calling in general, um, because they, they see where they need to be and they don't have quite that ability or, or feeling now. It's this feeling of inadequacy. And it's like, well, I could never get there, totally forgetting that that person went through their own journey and God brought them through that. But I think for me, I didn't entertain any sort of calling or mission because I didn't feel like I stacked up to the people who were already there. I forgot about the journey. And many of us we're, we're hesitant to step into a position of ministry, whether it be volunteering or, you know, whether it be going to Bible college or whether it, it be just telling our friends at work about Christ or talking to our neighbors about Jesus because we don't feel like we have everything quite put together. Maybe we don't know enough about the Bible. Maybe we feel like, oh, well, all, all the other people around me, like we start to play this comparison game and it's unhealthy. But God has a mission for every single one of us so long as we are his and called to him first before we are called to ministry. He'll put the pieces together. It's our job to be obedient. Well, because of his great love for us, we can fulfill his mission. Ephesians 1, four again, before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. The way we do this is only through salvation in Christ. 
His love for us being so massive is infinite. There is no greater love than the love that Christ has for us. So whatever journey you're on, whatever struggle you're facing, he will bring you through it. You can rely on him. He is faithful and he, his grace is sufficient for us. So when we understand our identity as adopted children of God, our life has purpose and we can fulfill his mission. And for me, it's, uh, I had to say, well, what if I, what if I fail? What, what if, what if, what if? And when I was talking to my pastor before Bible college, I'm like, what if I'm not actually called to this? He's like, what, what, like, what if I don't go? And he said, you will always ask yourself, what if? Don't end up in that world. What if I did this? What if I did this? Just go and be obedient to what you believe God is calling you to do. And I'm certain that most of the people in this hall of faith that we read about and that we read about uh, in the Bible at, at some point felt uncertainty and they felt unworthy. I mean, you just need to look back and just read about, about Moses and you know, all of his, his speech issues. Like, that was uh, partly my thing. Like, I worked at McDonald's, and there were times where people would go up to the drive-thru, and I'd press the button on the, the headset, and no words would come out, and I was terrified. I'm like, how am I supposed to do this if I can't speak? And I'm like, ah, oh, Moses. Very different. You know, Moses wasn't taking orders for Big Macs, but <laughs> I'm sure he could do it if he wanted. Um, I am so hungry. Um... But, and then you think of Joshua. Well, Joshua's like, well, I'm too young. Like, you know. And then he said, he reminded him that he is with him. Be strong and courageous. Multiple times he has told us, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. And then Peter, who denied Jesus three times. You know, all you got to do is read the book of Acts and see what God did through him. It was their obedience, despite their insecurities, that resulted in greatness. We are made for greatness. We are made for this. Lastly, Jesus pours out grace. Ephesians 1, 8 to 10, you can, I think there's a, there's a slide after this. It said, uh, it talks about his grace, which he lavished upon us. In all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things to him, things in heaven and things on earth. In all wisdom and understanding, God showered his kindness, his grace on us. He knew that we weren't perfect. He knew that we would mess up. But his grace is sufficient for us. Again, this is uh, 2 Corinthians 12, 12, verse 9. He says, my grace is sufficient for you. But I fell away. I, I stopped believing in, in, in how could God ever use me? I've messed up. I've been through this. I've, I've done that. His grace is sufficient I'm not good enough. I can't, I can't speak. I, you know, I, I can't, you know, put crafts together or I can't put, you know, sp- you know speak to, to students or what, whatever it is. 
there, there is a, a, a grace that will lead you through those moments. Or maybe it's just I have nothing to give. Sometimes when we uh, prep for, for Cuba trips, um, you know, there's, there's always a question. What do I have to give these people? And I ask myself the same question. I'm like, why am I going? Like, what, what do I have to give to the church in Cuba? What could there possibly be? And the reality is, is that God being at work in every single one of our lives already gives us purpose and testimony of his power. The word says that his power is made perfect in our weakness. And so in our weakness, when we, when we go to God and, and trust in him and have faith in him, we get to be a demonstration of the power of God to those around us. God has equipped us to do the work that he has called us to Listen, our mission is to point people to Jesus. You know, John 3.16, a verse that we hear all the time, says that Christ died for all, that the world may be saved through Christ. All it takes for you is to turn on the news to, to see what this world is trying to do to find purpose and mission. You know, people will fight for causes and people will criticize Christians and, and for, for what the positions that, that we hold and the, the things that, that we believe while, you know, hating and slandering. And it's like, listen, don't get me on that because I, I have a conversation in my head too many times. Um, our purpose is to know Jesus. And know our mission is to point people to him. That they may be saved through Christ. And so it's not simply just, let's just invite people to church. And, you know, I think that that, that, that could be part of it. You know, but how, how, how great, like maybe they don't go to church, but you get to pray with them. And you get to be the example. And they get to experience Christ simply through relationship. And maybe they'll end up here one day, but you're working your mission where you are. The mission doesn't stop and st start and stop inside these walls of the church. The mission is the world. It's where you're, where you're at. Your calling is where you're at. He has made you for this purpose and this mission. Now we are chosen and we are His. Our identity is in Christ, and our mission is God's. His purpose becomes our mission. And again, the mission isn't just to attend church. The mission isn't to wave our sticks and argue on Facebook. The mission is to go, is to be rooted in our identity in Christ and be drawn to live in Him, in His love, and do good work as the Spirit prepares us. So as we praise and, and as we 
glorify God for the things and the blessings that, that we have in Christ, our response should be to root ourselves in the mission of Christ and his purpose that he has for all mankind. Let's just stand in this moment. And uh, I just want to just, let's just posture our, our, our hearts towards him in prayer just for a moment. Holy Spirit, I just simply pray, God, that your spirit would move in our midst even right now. And Lord, for those of us who over time may have felt insecure about the work that we're going to do or the work that you're calling us to, Lord, may your spirit remind us who it is that called us first. Help us to trust you. Help us to have faith in you. Help us to know that when we are rooted in Christ, Lord, you, you destined us to do great things. Even greater things are still to be done. And Lord, oddly enough, you chose us. Though we might feel small, we might feel incapable, Lord, you still chose us. Before anything existed, you chose us and you loved us. So Lord, may you put our your your purpose and and your mission before our hearts. May we write the name of Jesus on our hearts. Lord, may everything we are glorify Him. Lord, we thank you. As as we worship one more time, God, I pray, Lord, that you would make your mission real to us again. Help us to share your word with others. Help us to have dialogue and conversation, Lord, that is healthy, but, Lord, points people to to Jesus. Help, Help us to live a life that glorifies you, and as we do, we will fulfill your mission. Thank you, Lord. Let's just worship just for one more moment.